and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the one-stop shop you need to help you to get your impact business up, running and growing. This episode of the podcast is being released in the week of Actually's fourth birthday, as we prepare for our birthday bash. This annual ritual always acts as a prompt for me to reflect on how far we've come, how much I've learnt, what's changed and what stayed the same. So today I thought I'd share with you four of the biggest lessons that I have learnt from four years on this wild and crazy journey, in the hope that there will be something in this list that may spark a realisation for you. Here goes. Lesson number one is really a lesson that the universe has prompted me towards, nudged me about, and at times yelled in my face as far back as I can remember. Trust your instincts and your intuition. I am a soulful pragmatist. Indeed, soulful pragmatism is one of the guiding principles that actually. I believe in logic and magic, spirituality and practicality, intuition and intelligence, the perfect blend of reflection and inspired action. I truly believe that this balance is essential, but it contains an inherent challenge. What to do when intuition and analysis are at odds? What to do when my instinct says yes, but my rational mind says no? And so, in spite of the constant reminders, trusting my intuition is something that I continue to struggle with, a lesson I continue to learn and relearn. On the one hand, I know in my heart and soul that my intuition has never led me wrong. Indeed, when I've made a mistake in my business, and yes, I make lots, just as we all do, there is nearly always a moment when I could have followed my intuition but chose to ignore it. A partner who let me down, a launch that didn't quite work out the way I wanted, a supplier that overpromised and underdelivered. I knew. And yet, and yet, what if doubt springs eternal? This lesson is a work in progress. As an aside, I also believe that often what looks to others like intuition or magic, is really just the result of decades of accumulated knowledge. So for example, when I create marketing or communication strategy, I do so instinctively. Or when a client presents me with a problem or a question, I often just know the answer. In both cases, it's sometimes difficult to explain the rationale for my answer. I just No, I see it. How? Is it intuition? Is it instinct? Maybe so. But it may also be because over almost three decades in this industry, I have seen thousands of strategies, thousands of different scenarios. I've answered probably hundreds of thousands of questions. 
my brain, just like yours in your area of expertise, stores all of that information most of it in my unconscious or subconscious mind. And whilst I may not knowingly be accessing it to answer a question or craft a strategy, that's where the seemingly magical work is happening. That's where my answer or my solution is often coming from. Anyway, on to lesson two. Lesson two is simple. Launch like you. I love launching. In my previous career, I did a lot of proposal writing, a lot of pitching, a lot of sales, and I loved it. And the equivalent in this business is launching. It's partly about the adrenaline. It's partly about the opportunity for lots of connection with my community and the chance to add tons of value. And it's partly because I've arrived at the perfect format for me, running a challenge and then a masterclass. Not for everybody I know. In fact, I went to a training event last week where the trainer talked about no launch methods for selling and everybody else was raving about the idea. And I just felt a little bit sad. But there is one thing I say to my clients when I talk about launching that is essentially my number one rule. Launch like you. Remember, all good marketing must reflect you as well as resonating with them, your ideal clients. Another balancing act. My launches work because they reflect who I am. I am a live launch, all singing, all dancing, jazz hands kind of launcher. You don't have to be. It's not the only kind of launch that works. Make use of your superpowers. Know yourself and your strengths. Build a launch that feels comfortable for you. It is much more likely to resonate with them if you feel comfortable and aligned. We have a launch coming up in a couple of months and to make sure that it resonates as much as possible with my community, I am giving them a say over the content. In a way, we're kind of co-creating the launch together. Over in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group, I've been asking questions, what kind of challenge they want me to run, what kind of masterclass they would find the most helpful. I'm launching like me, but in a way that will resonate with them. So if you want a chance, by the way, to shape the next actually launch, to make sure that it gives you what you're looking for, why not come and join the discussion? Just search for Actually Making a Difference on Facebook and join the group if you're not already there. Lesson number three, people are everything. Community is everything. Connection is everything. 2020 was the year I formally launched, actually, after a year of beta trials, research, preparation and soft launch. 2021 was the year I nearly walked away. About halfway through lockdown, I had come to the not shocking at all to anyone who knows me realisation that I don't really like working alone all the time. I missed the camaraderie of an office. I missed having a team, people to chat with, bounce ideas off, brainstorm with, gossip with, go out for lunch with. The ongoing pandemic, plunging us in and out of lockdowns, the virtual nature of my business relationships, the fact that most of my work with the Actually team and with clients was done online, well, 
none of this was conducive to me being happy in my work. In many ways, I was more fulfilled than I had ever been. I was working on my purpose, pursuing what I knew to be my mission, and it was working, actually was growing. But I was increasingly unhappy, lonely, isolated. Now, I know that for many people, working alone is the best. But for me, I need community and people. And then someone offered me a job, a big job, with a big salary and a big team, a way back into the world of work. I'd have had colleagues again. And I very nearly took it. Then I realised it wasn't that I didn't love actually. It wasn't that I didn't love what I was doing. What was making me unhappy was the how. I simply needed more connection, more community, more people. I recruited Hannah to be my first official employee and everything changed almost overnight. Hannah works with me here in the office every day and she has genuinely brought a sense of collaboration and community into team actually. More importantly, she's given me a sounding board a creative connection, the opportunity to collaborate in person with someone whose advice, whose insight, whose creativity and whose passion for this business is inspiring to me every day. You know what? I'll do an episode soon on recruiting the best people and how to go about it. Maybe you'll find your Hannah. Lesson number four, my whole career has been based on my love of words. I was a bookworm by the age of five, reading books by torchlight under the duvet, working my way through my parents' bookshelves before I entered my teenage years. I read everything I could lay my hands on from cereal packets to newspapers. And so, in a way, it was kind of inevitable that I would end up in a career that is built on words. But over the last four years, I have learnt more about words and how important they are, particularly when it comes to naming products and offers. I always knew this to be true, but I'd previously been working to promote other people's brands, other people's products, so that by the time they came to me to put together a PR or marketing strategy or a campaign, they often already had names. Besides, naming other people's stuff is something I find easy. I mean, seriously, if you want a name for your business, your product or your offer, then book a power hour with me. We'll crack it and I find it fun. But when I started, actually, I was faced with having to name my own products and services, my courses and workshops, my membership, even my business. And it's tough, right? A good name or a strap line can make such a huge difference to how your offer is received. I'm constantly refining and editing our words. In fact, right now I'm considering how we talk about Actually Foundations, one of our flagship programs, and even rethinking what to name it. Again, something we've been chatting about in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Why not come and have your say? So trust your instincts and your intuition. Launch like you. For me, people are everything. And you can never stop learning about the importance of words. These are just four of the lessons I've learned in the past four years. There have been so many more. Some I've shared here, and I'm sure 
I will share more in future episodes. Above all, I've learnt, or at least been reminded of this, that starting, growing and promoting a business is hard work. And that hard work is best mitigated by community, support, encouragement. And that's why I'm here, to help make it easier. Because it's time, and you're ready, to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.